Hey guys, what's going on? G-Man here. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Fun V Tailgate presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Cart podcast feed. Maddie D and I are getting you ready for another exciting weekend of football action, the best weekend of the year in college football, and a pretty awesome week in the NFL as well, college football week 10 and NFL week 9. We go through all the key matchups. We also break down the newly released college football playoff rankings. We decided to record this on Tuesday night right after the rankings were announced. So we are giving our gut reactions and trying to break everything down. See where teams are sitting, who has a legitimate shot of making the playoff at the end of the day. So some of the lines for football, we don't make any picks just because it is Tuesday night. So keep an eye out for a blog post coming from Maddie D, the Cold Hard Locks blog. But as always, make sure that you like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. The bullpen cart is what you need to search on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, ThunderBLG. Follow us on Instagram. This weekend is the Thunder Cup, the golf tournament that we host. Match play, Maddie D and I going at it. Definitely want to keep an eye out for that. It's a ton of fun. It's going to be on our Instagram, Thunderblog Sports, just like the website, thunderblogsports.com. But enjoy this week's episode, guys. It's a ton of fun to record. Cannot wait to hear what you think in the comments. Here we go. We are live! Welcome to this week's edition of the Fun Beat Tailgate, presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Cart podcast feed. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell. Joining me, as always, is my man, Manny D! What's up, buddy? It's a big Tuesday. Huge. First of all, well, first of all, there's some action on. So if you want to get a little football fix, hop in today. I think it's like a, I think we're in a point in this vortex where we have at least some type of football game, whether college or NFL, yep. for like three straight weeks. Yeah, I think you're yeah. right. I think every you're single right. day of the week you can find yeah. football. Kent State currently up seven zero on Bowling Green. Miami of Ohio beating Buffalo fourteen to seven, both Ooh. on ESPNU, ESPN two. So if Ooh. you're listening in live, but if not, check in. It's a great opportunity to watch some football. By the way. Before you poo-poo those kind of schools, Ben Roethlisberger went to Miami of Ohio. Khalil Mack went to the University of Buffalo. So NFL players play in these games. It's, it's and you're forgetting probably the the most popular of one of the schools you mentioned. I'm clearly not remembering it. So Ooh, yeah, Elmer went to Kent State. He played quarterback there. That is true. I forget. You're right. Yeah. Uh, that is yeah. Which is wild, by the way, that Jordan Elman played quarterback. And if you watched him last night, he doesn't look anything like a quarterback. No. Um, yeah, but you had forgot. You are correct. Yeah. No. Um, he is so little. Anyway. No. anyway. The Mac. Yeah. Um, but, but but more importantly, nothing against the Mac. More importantly, what everybody's talking about is, is the first college football playoff rankings have arrived officially tonight. They were Hot off the presses. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, no main surprises, I think, in, say, the top six. No, Maybe no, not in terms, of, so. 
in terms of the teams that are there, maybe not. We can talk about where they ended up, um, but it's gonna be it's gonna be fun because you know chaos has a very big opportunity um, to oh, play yeah. into this. Absolutely, absolutely. So October thirtieth, we get our first rankings of the year. By the way, I'm gonna start you off and get your thoughts here. I'm gonna start you off the fun fact. Mm-hmm. Every year since this has begun, past things like four years, past four years, right? This is the fifth year, yeah. Fifth year. The past four years, the team ranked third has never made it to the true. college football playoff. It's very true. And I just wanted to make sure we brought that up now. And I'm pretty uh, sure last year was the first year that a team like the previous the first three years, I think a team that was in the teens clawed their way into the college football playoff. Yeah. Ohio State, I think Ohio State and Oklahoma both did it. Was there a team two years ago or no? Yeah, one was six. One was sixteen. Last year there wasn't. It was a six. Ohio State was sixteenth. I think Oklahoma was fifteenth at some point. They both made it. I don't know. They were same year. It was Um, in the first ranking. Yeah. By the way, this is wild. Two of the first four number one teams were Mississippi State in the first year and Mm -hmm. Ole Miss. Ole Miss last year. Yeah. Which which is wild to think about that those two teams. I mean, by the way, Mississippi State's still a pretty good program. Oh, Miss isn't, isn't great, great anymore. But anyway, it's incredible to think about some of the teams that you saw ranked so high in previous years. You'd always assume it would have always been Alabama number one and Clemson number two, but it's not the case. No, and further, a number one team, number one seeded team in the final rankings, so the number one seed in the actual college football playoff, never has actually won the championship. It's always yeah. been a lower seed. Actually, I'm pretty sure our number one team ever ranked in this, in the first ever one, has never won. Really? Oh, Miss. Oh, well, Ole Miss hasn't won, right? Yeah. And yeah, let's uh, think Ohio State won it. They weren't number one. Nope. Then the next year was Cle- it was Alabama. I don't I don't know where they were. Then Clemson. I don't think they were number one. Um and then last year was Alabama and they weren't. Yeah, I don't think so. Like I said, yeah, I think you're yeah. right. Let me take a look. Wait, wait. It actually shouldn't be that hard because there's so many, there's so few years. Yeah, there's so few years. Um, but while you do that, yeah, so it's Alabama, Clemson, LSU, Notre Dame are your top four. LSU and Alabama obviously playing this weekend. So somebody's going to fall out. Then you got Michigan at number five from the Big Ten, Georgia in at number six, uh, Oklahoma, number seven, Washington State, number eight. So yeah. you got your power five and Notre Dame represented there. Kentucky and Ohio State round out your top ten with Florida. Well, let's stop there. Wait, let's stop there. Let's stop with the top ten real quick. I don't okay. want to. I want to make sure we touch on a couple things. One, LSU ahead of Notre Dame. Two I things. like it. Well, I do like it. I think yeah. that L- because of Notre Dame's former ranked opponents falling on hard times, such as Stanford, um, I, I think it makes sense that LSU has jumped up. What I will tell you though is, you know. Uh, by the way, Stanford, Vodtech have, have really fallen apart. Um, as uh, you know, they haven't had a great years. Um, I will tell you though, it's a little bit of a punt by college fo- by the rank by the uh, the committee because the number three team has never made the college football playoff. And guess who the number three team plays this week? Right? Yeah, they so, play Right. So they're basically, oh well, look. I mean, we think we think LSU is going to lose, so we put them third that we continue this trend. I'm, I'm I'm half joking, but I don't know. There's something behind it. But yeah, yeah, yeah that's uh. That's some tinfoil hat there. I'm yeah. proud of you. Well, let me do this. Give me your biggest – forget the actual rankings of the top ten. Who's your biggest shocker being in the top ten? Being in the top ten? Mm. It's pretty easy for me. I I, I got to be honest. Um, I'm going to go with Ohio State. Okay. Okay. I, I, def- I, I, think, I think that's a bad idea. Go ahead. 
Yeah, the only reason why is because Ohio State lost to a Purdue team not anywhere near the rankings. Um, I'm trying to see if there are another team receiving votes this week, but they're not because they lost to Michigan State. I was going to say, I probably would say that Ohio's that Ohio State loss is probably the worst. Exactly. That's why it yep. surprises me because they, they at least what we saw last year and this year, it we, there aren't enough losses out there mm-hmm. of these top teams that we can really judge them because think about it. Penn State's number 14, West Virginia's number 13, um, which really like Ohio, Iowa State being in the top 25 just kind of helps that. Um, but yeah, I think the, that bad of a loss happening, I know yeah. they're number eight in the AP, but they don't really, they don't like to use that as an idea. No, I would have thought maybe they'd put Florida in because they beat a top 10 team. They mm-hmm. got close with Georgia last or kind of close last week yeah. with Georgia. I would have thought they'd be there. Um, I'm going to guess was, Kentucky is yours, but Kentucky no, is not defeated in regu- in regulation. I, I can't, I can't hate on the Wildcats because they, yeah. they, they I mean, they, they've beaten, they beat Florida. Which was huge. Exactly. They, they lost to Texas A and M, who's who's ranked. Now, obviously, but they're going to play Georgia. If they win against Georgia this coming week, a Georgia's out, and B, they're in the driver's seat to have the opportunity to at least play in the SEC championship game. I think if they lose that game, um, it's probably over for them. Um, yeah. I'll my agree. surprise, though, I got to be honest, and I know they're a one-loss team, but it's Washington State. Yeah, that was the other one I was debating. Yeah. Um, because here's why they they lost to USC, who's definitely not at USC, but they're not at the normal USC we see. More so though, they haven't played anybody. I mean, they played Wyoming, San Jose State, Eastern Washington, yep. um, and and now with Oregon losing, with Stan with Stanford losing, hmm, um, interesting. So there's to one me, other team in the in the CFP top twenty five that's in the Pac twelve. And the AP top twenty-five for that matter, but yeah, but which by the way, we're going to get to them because they're actually a really good team. They're um, a really good team, but they're a two-loss team, so you have to. Right, that's the problem. But I just think Washington State's overall resume. I, I, I only reason I think they're ranked eighth is because they're a Pac-12 team. Yeah. I, I, if they played in any other conference, even with one loss, I think they'd be out of the top ten. Yep. Yes, they have a road to the playoff, but they're going to need help because the teams in front of them and the teams behind them are going to pick up potential really high-quality wins. So yeah, Kentucky, think about Ohio that. State, Florida, West Virginia, they can all jump. To me, they can jump Washington State, even if Washington State wins out. Yeah, they have. Te- they all have teams ahead of them on their schedule still remaining. Obviously, Kentucky's playing Georgia this weekend. Michigan and Ohio State will play at the end of the year. Florida, ha- I think, still has – they have a couple people, but – West Virginia still has Oklahoma. They also have Texas, even though they yeah. just lost. I'm going to um, tell you, though, West Virginia, uh, we're going to get – they have the opportunity. They're going to have to play well. They have the opportunity to, to, to rise. No, they absolutely do. Yeah, because, by the way, their loss is to Iowa State, who's in exactly. the top 25. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you take um, just quickly? What do you take on the merit that there are three teams that have three losses in the top in the first top twenty five? Well, I, I think the first thing is I like the fact that the th- these are teams that have a they have quality wins yeah. and b and b their losses are two a lot of a lot of their losses are to teams who were ranked right. Look at Mississippi State; they lost to Kentucky, yeah. Florida, and LSU. I mean, top ten and, teams, and, right? And by the way, it wasn't or top eleven. Kentucky, Kentucky smoked them, and, and LSU smoked them. But Florida was close, but still, and they beat Texas A and M, and they beat. I know it's a weekend Auburn, but they beat Auburn. Um, I, I appreciate the committee saying, you know what, 
if you play a tough schedule, yeah, you're probably not in place for the playoffs, but you know, we respect the fact that you've done so. Um, yeah. You, know, you think about you think about Texas A and M. They lost to Clemson in a tight matchup. They actually probably were the closest against Alabama, forty-five to twenty-three, and they lost a, a tough game to Mississippi State at Mississippi State last week. Um, mm-hmm. Another program that I think deserves. So I appreciate the committee doing that. Um, and I like, by the way, because I talk about them so much, I like the fact that our my Iowa State Cyclones rose up a little bit. Yeah, these um, are basically the Maddie D's, the Midwest right. Maddie D's. I'm a big fan of theirs, and um, and you know they've got a chance to to rise up once again. None of those three lost teams to me have any opportunity at the playoff. But I no. respect the committee. Your two losses last year proved two losses. You're out. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely there. And by the way, I, I did a little looking. So they basically those three lost teams in particular, Iowa State, um, took the place of a Houston or a Utah State, which is not in. Uh, the, the the rankings here. So Houston seventeenth, uh, Utah State's eighteenth in the AP, but they're now they're now they're not even ranked in college football. So it, that is one of the teams, is, along with NC State, that took them out of the rankings here in this case. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you about this because UCF is twelfth. They fall out of the top ten from the AP. Houston's not even in the thing. UCF certainly there need to be a, a number of things to happen for them to have a case. But if they go undefeated. Especially if they beat Houston in the final in their in their final, they play Temple this week. They have all these mm-hmm. different opponents that are starting to be the meat, and it's understandable why they're not in the top ten. Their schedule right now, like you said, with Washington State, is who they beat. Right, but I mean, is there a point because we talk about this with the ACC that they have this weird schedule, and on the selection show on ESPN, they're talking about all those different ACC teams in the bottom. I mean, going with Syracuse, the bottom seven. Shout out to Q's. Q's outright got me some money this weekend. Uh, not a big deal. But is there going to be a point where we start to take the AAC to what we used to have with the Big East, where they were kind of this conference that might spew out a top 10 or maybe two top 15 teams and actually think of them as a legitimate not kind of contender? Or do we need to, to see a playoff expansion for that to actually be a thought? Yeah, I think a couple of things. I, I understand the committee wants to look at um, just every season in a bubble, but they were, you know, there is some equity that I think UCF has built up. Um, uh, here's my problem, and it's nothing that they can control, but there are elite opponents that they that they quote unquote beat. Um, we're talking about a, uh, a, a FAU team, a Lane Kiffin team, who has struggled this year. Yep. Memphis, who they barely beat, but is not having a great season, an elite season, and then Cincinnati and USF, who were undefeated just recently, who have now dropped way down. I think if I think the problem for them is because they don't have a big time power five, they don't have a Boise State. If I remember Boise State, they would, every year Boise State would beat an elite team to start the year. Um, they're they're arguably best non comp. Uh, uh, um, what's, what's what I'm looking for? Uh, power yeah, five conference win is it Pitt? They played. They beat Pitt, and they and they they're supposed to play UNC, and that game got canceled because of the hurricane. Yeah, but they don't have a they don't have a high quality win. If they had gone and beaten a Texas or a uh, Penn State or a Florida, well, we'd be having a wholly different conversation because hey, we know they can play. Sure, um, I'm not upset with their ranking. And I, the only the only way they're going to find their way in is if 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 they're going to need like a Notre Dame to lose, 
and a, a little bit more cannibalism uh, between five and and eleven between them, um, which I think is a tough thing to see at the moment. I don't I, see a road in for them. I'd argue between really between fourteen and yeah. three. Right, because Penn State, yeah, Penn State beats Penn Michigan this weekend. Yep. Michigan beats Ohio State. I don't know how the tiebreaker works there, but you know, there's you know, and, no, and right. there's a that two losses actually you have to put someone in, and Penn State yeah. somewhat finds their way in. Um, no, I'm with you. I, I definitely agree. There, I, I think that's the, that's the problem I see is, and I don't, I don't see. The, I just think the problem is there's so many one loss teams with yeah. strong resumes in front of them. Um, and high pedigree teams like Ohio State, like Oklahoma, Georgia, Michigan, LSU, obviously. But I, I don't, I don't know how the committee can put if LSU loses to Alabama, but then and then as a two-loss SEC team with all their quality wins, yeah. I don't know how you over. I don't know how you put rank, them over UCF. Yeah, I don't know how you put UCF over them. I, I couldn't at a good conscience for what their schedule's been like. And it's so disrespect. By the way, two or three years from now, if UCF keeps doing this. They're going to have the equity, and they're going to find their way in. But the committee clearly favors strong strength of schedule over anything else. Yeah. Um, and 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 that's what that's why UCF is twelfth behind a two loss Florida team. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. no, no, I totally understand. Let's talk Notre Dame for a second, though, because they're number four, and we talked LSU. But on the Notre Dame side of it, I th- you know I asked you this question last week, and we talked about it a little bit of of there do they need to go undefeated and i think this is showing some of that buying into the ranking that i like to try to talk about and sometimes sound like i know what i'm talking about and yeah. in the blogs that i write but or that the blogs i've written in the past but i think this shows it that they not only does lsu have more quality wins but notre dame they're on the fringe of this if they lose and then a big 10 team like michigan ohio state comes in there even with one loss compared to Notre Dame and a head-to-head loss, you know, I I don't know if you could really make the case for a one-loss Notre Dame team, especially if they're eleven and one, over a twelve and one Michigan, Ohio State, especially Ohio State, because then they have common wins. Um, a one-loss Georgia, if that mm-hmm. ends up working out the way that it would have to, one-loss Oklahoma, if they get the revenge against Texas, a great win against West Virginia. I mean, I think it's tough to think the Irish are going to get much past four until a Clemson falls out. LSU falls out. Michigan goes in and falls out, you know, and so on and so forth. The cycle keeps repeating itself. I think they stay stagnant at number four. Even if LSU loses this weekend. Yeah. Well, let's say LSU loses. Let's say, let's say LSU loses and let's say Michigan and Georgia win. Mm -hmm. I actually wouldn't be shocked if Georgia replaces LSU at three. I agree with that. Because Georgia's going to beat Kentucky. Yep, it's a great win for them. Top ten win. Yep, and I don't. I don't. The one thing, and I and I get this. You can't. You can't put Michigan ahead of Notre Dame because Notre Dame beat them. I know it was early in the season, and that might change as we get later. If they have the, I know Penn. I know Penn State's a high quality win. I, I just, uh, I in good kind. In, in my moral compass says you can't do that. Now Michigan beats Penn State and then goes in, and goes to OSU and beats them. Okay, well now we're. Now we're talking. Um, yeah. Now I might put them ahead just because. And once again, the problem with Notre Dame, you mentioned it. If they lose now, who do they lose to? Northwestern, by the way, they're a good program. It's be a tough game for them, I think. I think uh, uh, Notre Dame. And I know Syracuse is ranked. 
But other than that, I mean, Florida State's lost everything. Uh, USC does not look like a particularly strong win. And we talked about it because of Stanford and Vautech's drop. They lose to a team here. They're going to be in trouble. I don't think they get in with one loss. And I think that's the right thing because you shouldn't – they don't have the same strength of schedule on week in, week out. Um, and and by the way, they don't have a championship game. I, that's true. That's, they don't I get can't an extra game, that. right? I mean, I mean, all these teams are going to have to go beat another really good team. Um, yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, yeah, I thought some other um, snubs here uh, to me. Um, uh, first of all, Appalachian State. I know they're they were finally ranked um, yeah, for in a hot second. I know it's tough for them. Um, I thought Washington and Oregon didn't get a ton of love. I struggled there a little bit. I, 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 you know, I know they've had their issues recently, but I, but they are to me, um, they're pretty good football teams. I, that I was a little struggled with as well. I thought one of them would find their way in, in like the high twenties, and they didn't. But once again, I mean, they lost, so it is what it is. Yeah, technically Washington, they get the they're the they're technically twenty sixth in the AP. They have, they have the most points in the AP for right. all the non ranked teams. Um, and Oregon really fell off, but yeah, LSU jumps up Georgia Southern, the team that beat Appalachian state. They are up there as well. Michigan state clawing their way back up Cincinnati, who we were talking about a little bit earlier is there. Iowa state in the eight in the AP where we're now quoting off of Buffalo getting a vote, Matt we got one I point. Like that. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Wisconsin, no, Wisconsin falling out. Mm-hmm. What do we so make I- of that by the way of how the big 10 West is, building itself right now is that going to hurt the big 10 in the long run i uh, hurt them well no i don't i i need a big <laughs> here's the hard part for me the big I'm, I'm struggling with words here because i'm trying to figure out the best way to like kind of describe it if you will how i feel about the two conferences um the west has some really high quality teams but they don't have the same brand recognition as the East, right? Like, Iowa's a really good football program year in and year out. We already know about Wisconsin, even though there's struggles this year. Northwestern is consistently doing what they're doing this year, beating some really good teams from time to time. So the top three over there, I I don't know if they're as great as the top four in the East, but they're not that far off. And you would expect one of the other four, whether it's Purdue – or Nebraska in particular, I know they've had a rough start, but I, I think Scott Frost turns it around there, is going to climb back up, and they're going to have some teams to at least compete with the East a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, that's the hope, right? Um, kind of looking at this year, Northwestern right now has a large lead, um, technically a game and a half on Wisconsin, Iowa, who they play next week, play Notre Dame. So if they lose, they go 0-3 in non-conference play, including a loss to Duke. Uh, yeah. who plays Miami, and that kind of starts to really go down the, the primrose path of who needs to be good for whom. <laughs> but, I mean, you can really figure out the Dark Knight Joker. I You need me to – one cannot – I'm now tripping myself up. I'm tinfoil right. adding myself. <laughs> but, yeah, Northwestern, I, th- I mean, I think if they make a run, especially if, if they play Notre Dame close enough, you can start to try to – figure out some sort of likeness between wins and losses and all that good stuff. Um, I think if Iowa beats them handily at home, Northwestern next week, I think then you really have a case of trying to figure out how the big 10 West really for the ultimate big 10 champion of whether it is Michigan, Ohio state, 
Penn State figures it out, um, which maybe they don't get it because they lost to Michigan State. Who? That's tough. I guess Michigan has Michigan State played Ohio State yet. I'm trying to think how the tiebreaker. Um, there, I don't think they have. Yeah, so they would have they to have beat been. Ohio State. Michigan would have to lose to both Penn State and Ohio State to all have two losses, and they'd all have to be seven and two. Am I thinking of that right? Yeah, that's nuts. Maryland's in there at three and two. Shout out to the Terps who uh, reinstated <laughs> DJ Durkin today. But man, yeah, the Big Ten a lot more intriguing than uh, even when I asked you this question two minutes ago. Yeah, no, I know. I, you know, I, I think that's the one thing too is uh, I kind of wish these rankings were unleashed last, next week because you know when we when you look across the board to all these programs, they're all a bunch of them are playing each other this week. It's like yeah. the herd is going to thin. Tremendous. That's what always seems to end up happening though with the first mm-hmm. ranking. Like the first one you were talking about, where Mississippi State was number one and they were playing Auburn, who was like number three or something. Right. Yep. Like that. That just happened. To end up happening that there was another one three or there's a three four, like or a five two. Like there's some mm-hmm. type of top ten matchup, if not multiple, in the first week, if not the second week. So, I mean, maybe that's part of it. They want to try to manually drive up ratings themselves. I mean, yeah, that's a little I'm more conspiracy you. theory than, yep. than we needed to be. Mm-hmm. But well, let's, uh, who knows? We didn't do it. I just wanted to make sure. So we, we stopped at 10. Florida's 11th. UCF's 12th. West Virginia's 13th. Penn State's 14th. Utah is 15th. Iowa, 16th. Texas, 17th. Mississippi State, 18th. Syracuse, 19th. And 20th is Texas A&M. We we did touch we touched on Florida UCF West Virginia Penn State um, we haven't really mentioned to me Utah is and they deserve it is way up in that ranking um, yeah. the only other Pac twelve team other than oh you know Washington State um, they they went they they lost to Washington and Washington State in back to back weeks other than that they pretty much beaten everybody um, and they're gonna they're gonna have some opportunities to to, to keep pushing here they're atop the uh, Pac twelve South. I don't know if they have a road in just because of the two losses. And I know there's a two decent – I mean, one program's ranked and one – it should be ranked again, I think, by the end of the year. But they're an interesting team to have in there. Basically, them and Iowa, to me, are, are fascinating. And I think they were ranked higher than I expected for both. Yeah. It's one of those things that eventually the two lost teams are going to have to start creeping in on the top ten. Yeah. And I think those are certainly – especially if they stay as two lost teams, they're certainly candidates to be – fringes for depending on who ends up making the you know various championship games uh rose bowl or the back end I forget which games are also the college football playoff games so excuse me if the rose bowl is one of them i don't think it is but you know rose bowl a backup rose bowl team or a backup of like those wild card games that are thrown out there of the new year's six so keeping them up there i mean they're certainly good penn state and utah are both Penn State's seventh and Utah's eleventh in the FPI. I was fourteenth. Mississippi State's fifteenth. So I mean, these are these are quality teams. They can put up points. They, for the most part, solid enough defenses. Um, I think we've seen we've seen cracks in all of their defenses at times, but you know, solid enough. Yeah. Um, the one that's in, that's going to be intriguing to see where they go is Texas because they play a West Virginia team this week, mm-hmm. and. I don't know if they, I mean, if they pull this off, it's in Austin. So they would effectively knock out West Virginia, leave all of the big 12s hope on Oklahoma's shoulders. But Texas, if they 
you know, figure this out could, you know, they could find their way in the big 12 championship game. The playoff, you'd really need a lot of chaos to happen because they have two losses and you find yourself right. in an Ohio state situation, but, but wait, 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 but they're going to have, they, they have three quality. They go, they play West Virginia exactly. and they go at, they go at Texas tech who is quality, not, not right. And they play Iowa state. They, so they win those three games. And then presumably Oklahoma. Again. And they beat Oklahoma. They're 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 going to be a they're going to be a top ten program with the opportunity if somebody else flips up to jump in there. They have I a better resume. They would have a better resume given the same scenario that USC had last year mm-hmm. than USC would have had right. this year. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, whatever yeah. It makes sense. And I think that's important just to think just just to note just to note in this case. But um, I, I, yeah. I, by the way. Props for the committee to take a look at Syracuse's record after that near miss. Um, that you know, that's really you know solid to have them at nineteenth. Um, now let's go to twenty through twenty-one, twenty-one through twenty-five. NC State, Boston College, Fresno State, Iowa State, Virginia. Which Virginia is fascinating. We had talked what a about team terrible we- they were going to be. Yeah, Matt, we we just I think we each said a sentence about that. I know in our ACC preview. Mm-hmm. And here they are. They lose to they lost they lost to Notre Dame. I mean to in, sorry, wow. In not Notre Dame. Indiana week two. You're like, oh, yep, that's what Virginia we thought. Yeah, that's what we expected. Their only other loss is to NC State. They they squeaked one out against Miami and then they 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 went and they beat Duke and UNC and, and now all of a sudden they're rolling. And by the way, they play Pitt, Liberty. Georgia Tech, Vatech. Vatech's going to be a big game. They could find themselves playing Clemson in the uh, ACC championship game. I mean, honestly, it's a very easy path for them to get there. Um, but Vatech's going to be a rivalry game. Um, that being said, though, of the last five teams, the one who can make, to me, the biggest splash in, in college football of, of those five teams is Boston College because they play – Clemson comes to visit them. Yep. And I think they, with that opportunity in front of them, 100% have the chance to go ahead and upset Clemson. It's going to be a huge game. Uh, it's in two weekends, so not this weekend, next weekend. Even if they lose to Virginia Tech this weekend, they, to me, are the team. With A.J. Dillon, they could figure out a way at home to, to take down Clemson and shake the entire tree. Because a Clemson loss to Boston College opens a lot of doors for a, a lot, lot of teams. And that's a really good point because Boston College, when they didn't have A.J. Dillon, they looked like a completely different team. This guy carries them, literally. He went for almost 150 yards last weekend um, and, and had a touchdown. I mean, these guys, they can put up points. I mean, they only won 27-14. That's more of an NFL score last week. But – you're right. Miami's, by the way, Miami's got the Miami's. It, Miami's issues aren't defense; they're offensive. So exactly. Twenty-seven points is pretty good against that Miami defense, right? Yeah. Their defense is is pretty goddamn solid. The only teams they've let up more than t- four touchdowns against are, or four touchdowns or more, I should say, are NC State, Temple, who's a solid team, can do damage. Yep. And Wake Forest. Yeah. They only allowed 20, so, 21 to UMass, 14 to Holy Cross, which yeah. um thir- they lost or they up 30 to Purdue. <coughs> on that, we thought we all thought we were all climbing on the Boston College train right away, mm-hmm. and then they lost on the road. So they're an eh, road team, but they're a good home team. 
They're very solid. No, I agree. Teams. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 we've touched on it a couple of times, so let's let's run through quickly here the matchups. Yes. In, in Week Ten, I'm going to start you off with a game on Thursday that if you want to see, you should tune in. Better than the NFL game. Yes. Temple goes to visit UCF. Temple has one of the best has been one of the best defenses in college football. UCF gets a test here against a team that just came off uh, a couple really good victories. Um, it, this should be a tight game. By the way, there's actually a line for this game of 10.5 for UCF, which actually should show you how close this game could be because that's a pretty low line for a team that's been smoking people. But Temple's, the Temple's beaten after a rough start to the season. They beat Mike, they beat uh, Maryland, which I think is a good – I mean, I think it's an okay win. Yep. Um, they're a big team. They beat Navy. They beat, they beat Cincy. This is not a terrible Owls team. So no. pay attention there. This is a big game on Thursday, and we talk about Thursday nights get a little wild. We don't know what's going to happen. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, then, and then Friday you got Pitt, Virginia. Yeah, that, you want to? Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't expect that to be a big right time. Right in ACC. Game. Yep. Um, then, but really, you got you got to strap in Saturday if yeah. you're able to watch, which we aren't. But if you're able to watch, wire to wire of good football. Oh my God! Well, three really the biggest game. The big games kick off. There's some ranked games early, but, but the big games kick off at three thirty. Georgia, Kentucky, West Virginia, Texas, which we've already touched on. Um, and then shortly after it at 345 is Penn State, Michigan. Those games are going to do a lot of deciding early um, to shake the tree here. I got to tell you, I'm just going to give you up front. I, I like Georgia. I want Kentucky, but I like Georgia. I want West Virginia, but I like Texas. I'd take Texas, and I'm, and I'm taking Michigan to beat Penn State at home. Um, none of those are – I don't. I don't think it's an upset to me. I know. I know West Virginia is ranked higher than Texas, but that's what I look at. Those three games, well, you're going to be flipping. Texas is a one and a half point favorite. Right. Yeah. At home. Um, I'm just but saying. I think the only game that's a lock is Michigan. Michigan. Penn State. Yeah, that's a lock. Here, here's, the, here's the only reason I can't say it's a lock. I, I, I have to give credit to, and I know how great Michigan's defense is. Trace McSorley is the kind of quarterback because he's an ad libber that could do a couple yeah, little things. Yeah, he'll trip him up a little. But right. I'm I with think, you though. I, I think Michigan, their defense. It's the is highest the percentage. Over. Let's put it that way. Let's put yeah. it that way. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. And um, I think all three games though have the opportunity to be classics. Uh, you got to tune in. All three. What do you think though with Texas? So we saw them do this against Oklahoma. Do you think that we can see them do this again of being able to match a high flying, high powered offense? Because mm-hmm. that's sort of what they did, and it's not in their DNA. They're more yeah. this more traditional type of team a good solid enough defense and an offense that just outpaces you they mm-hmm. set the pace and they kind of played Oklahoma's game and got away with it um really kind of punching Oklahoma in the mouth right away do you think they can do that at home solidly uh, enough to yeah. keep Will Greer down we talked about it and we were doing our previews start the year I, I was really high on West Virginia I thought Greer was a Heisman I thought Greer was gonna win the Heisman how oh, they were gonna surprise some people I I, I for some reason I just got a bad taste um, I, th- you know, I thought it, I think it's to me, it started with their, with their squeak out victory against Texas tech. Um, and, and ever since then, you know, they didn't, they weren't particularly dominant against Kansas. They lost to Iowa state and they did beat up Baylor last week, but Baylor's Baylor. I I've got a bad feeling for some reason. I want them to win this game, but I've got a bad feeling. Um, I, I think Texas gets it done against West Virginia. Um, I do think it might be shootout wise. Uh, shootout, but I just for some reason I've got a bad taste with West Virginia at the moment. I hope I'm wrong. Um, I like Texas. I think Sam Ellinger can uh, Ellinger can do enough. 
Uh, little Jordan Humphrey, my best name in football, <laughs> good God, um, has a shot too. Um, they lost at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's a good team, good program. Um, I, I think they bounce back and win this week. Um, you know, but I'm with you though. I I I just wanted to have a bad taste with West Virginia. I don't know why. I don't want to, but I do. Okay. Okay. Do you, by the way, now do you see a path? So so, how much of a believer are you in Kentucky then? It's it's to, at, it's at Lexington to, to beat Georgia. Lexington, and that was what I was going to say is probably the most intriguing matchup of all of if you're going to go into personnel is that Georgia defense on the road against Benny Snell. That's true. I mean, you would have expectation it's going to be a pound game. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, I kind of yeah. thought that Georgia really hadn't played anybody until they got whopped by LSU. I think it woke them up a little bit. Okay. Because, I mean, they played – their only big opponent before that was was South Carolina, who people thought was going to be were going to be a bounce-back team, but really weren't. Um I, I think they woke up against that lost LSU. They came out last week against Florida. To me, Georgia's problem when I watch them is they don't allow Jake Fromm to be Jake Fromm. Okay. They get so hyper-conservative. He – when I watched him last year when they were doing their thing, he was – I believe he was a freshman if I'm correct. Um, he, he looks like a pro quarterback. He looks like a guy who's going to be a number one overall draft pick. He looks like all the skills – he is clearly their guy now, but they need to let him play the game. They they get I know they have some good running backs, great running backs maybe, but they need to let him throw. You, if you just put two tight ends on either side of the formation and a fullback and run it every time, Kentucky's a good enough defense to slow him down. So I think from if he if they let him throw, this might be a blowout. That's where yeah. I go with it. I'm in sort of that same boat. Is it that? Jake Fromm, if, if he's able to start picking apart that that Kentucky defense, that's going to snowball it a lot. And yeah. it could, I mean, that could be a a it could turn from a ground and pound game to a high scoring SEC game, which you don't see right a ton with teams that aren't Alabama. Yeah, and and honestly, to me, Terry Wilson, he got benched last week. They won fifteen to fourteen against Missouri on on literally the last play of the game. They scored a touchdown to win. That concerns me. So. Um, they, they don't have a high-powered offense if they get down early. But that's why, to me, if I'm if I'm Kirby Smart, let your let your quarterback. He needs this because he's going to have to do this potentially in a title game coming up here against Alabama. He, he's got it. You got to trust him to make plays and throw the football a little bit. I, I think they'll dominate if they do that. Yep. Yeah. Um, Two more yeah. games to keep an eye out on. We'll start with yeah. the lesser. Probably number four Notre Dame at Northwestern. We mentioned it before. Ryan Field, a tougher game. place to play. Huge trap game. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And Notre Dame is Notre Dame is brutal. Like 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 a West Virginia. I mean, sorry. No, everyone was wrong there. Northwestern is like a brutal. It's like a cage match with them. Yeah. They're so fundamentally yeah. sound. They're they're physical on defense. Yeah. I, yeah. That's something you got to watch for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just keep an eye out on that while you are watching, and you get forty five minutes of it before this game starts. But while you are watching at 8 p.m. on CBS, number one, Alabama at number three, LSU. Go, go, go. Bad coach show there. It's the biggest game of the year so far. Oh, yeah. And it may oh, not yeah. be topped. It may not be topped. Maybe Michigan, Ohio State, but it may not be topped until championship games. Yep. Um, because it's everything. I think even, it might even be better than championship games. If Georgia yeah. trips. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Winner of this game. If Alabama wins, they are locked in to the 
um, championship game because they only have two more, uh, uh, what's it called, opponents left, SEC opponents left. Uh, LSU wouldn't be a lock, but they'd be close. The winner of this game is in the driver's seat. The loser isn't out of it, depending on the outcome, but the winner is, is, is a near-mortal lock to at least make the championship game. Um, and I would expect if it's either of these two teams, I, I think they I think they win. Um, they, they end up going to the college football playoff. I know it's yeah, early. I would agree with that. But Alabama plays Mississippi State, not a bad opponent, Mississippi State, and they play Auburn to end the year. And LSU would play Arkansas and Texas A&M. I think they're good enough teams. They'll beat both those opponents. Yep, um, I would agree. Also, it's fascinating to me because this is the first time we're going to see Alabama really play a high level. Like they've they've got wins. Don't get me wrong, but this is the first time we're going to see them play a truly high level opponent because they beat Texas A&M, who's ranked. Other than that, though, they haven't played any of the powerhouses. This yep. is their first true test in Death Valley. And it's going to be fascinating because they haven't been slowed down yet. Yeah. Uh, what are your – give me your impression. What are you thinking on this one? First of all, let me ask you this question. First question, is Tua throwing a fourth-quarter pass? I think he's throwing a fourth-quarter pass. Okay, because he hasn't done it yet. <laughs> he hasn't even taken a snap. <laughs> I think it's going to be – you know, I think it could be close. I think Alabama's probably going to win this game. But I think LSU can keep it within like a touchdown for long enough. Yeah. It's a 15 you see them hold line. themselves close enough in games. It's Their a defensive line. Than that. Uh, yeah, it's a fifteen point line, and I think I would take LSU to cover that. It's in Death Valley. Oh yeah. I mean, now I got to tell you, I, I think the biggest difference here, though, and I, I think it's a shame, is their All American potential linebacker Devin White out for the first half. Uh, we talked about this last week after tar- after getting a targeting call in the fourth quarter of their win last week. Uh, that is huge to me because Alabama is going to roll out four running backs with pro prospect opportunities as well as a, 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 a smorgasbord of wide receivers who you don't even know yet who are all going to be playing on Sundays as well. He is like the heart and soul, White is, of that defense. His loss for the first half I think is a huge, huge issue. LSU is going to need the crowd to keep them in this game in the first half until he gets back. But I think it's a slugfest. Um, although two hasn't shown the ability to be stopped yet. Um, part of me wants Alabama. Part of me wants LSU. I'm really torn here. I guess I don't really care who wins in this case. Um, I think it's going to be real tight, dude. I think it's going to be really tight. I think so, too. I think it's going to be a really good game. It's something you cannot miss. Yeah, these guys have such classic matchups. Uh, you know, you know these two oh, programs. Uh, it's it's big boy football. You know, and you just know this place is going to be absolutely crazy. It's going to be up. rocking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a big time Saturday. Should we try to pick celebrities that we're going to see on the sideline during the game? <laughs> Might see some golfers. Yeah, like Who's, Justin Thomas, Smiley Kaufman. Is an LSU guy. Smiley Thomas is an LSU. Oh, he's an Alabama guy. guy. Was Thomas, who's wait, who's Alabama? He's Alabama. Justin Thomas. Oh, okay, it's Kaufman. He went to Alabama. Kaufman's LSU. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I thought they were both Bama. Maybe, maybe you're right. I don't know. Will Aaron um, Nola be at the game? I hope he is. Get some I hope so. Time. Show off our fills for Machado and Harper. That's a different yeah. podcast. But anyway, different podcast. Um, no, and I'm Simmons will because he'll be. I don't know if they have a. Oh no, they do. They have a day game that day. The Sixers do, oh. but darn. 
Um, maybe he flies but, down, takes a takes a, a quick jet down. There you go. Maybe he will. He meets up with meets up with Kendall. No, no. Get get <laughs> get them away. Get her away. <laughs> Summer fling. Don't need it with the Sixers. Don't need that kind of stuff. Look, it's gonna be it's gonna be huge. That's the best way I can put it, though. I'm so excited about it. Um, it's just it's it's the best weekend in college football so far, and probably I'd argue maybe ever um, this this year at least. I just cannot be more excited about it. Yeah, ever ever is a bit of a stretch. Uh, we need to do a little more research on that before. I'll we... say this year. You know, throw out your wild takes, Matt. I I'm down with ever. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just I pumped up, pumped up in this case. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's just going to roll right into a, just a huge Sunday. In, huge In Sunday. the NFL. Uh, I know you wanted to talk about it. Let me get your thoughts, early thoughts on trades that went down today. Yeah, so we've seen a number of trades come across the board. Uh, the Eagles obviously getting Golden Tate from the Lions for – is it conditional or is it – Definitely a third round pick. Uh, I believe it's definitely a third round pick, as far as I can tell, at least at this yeah. point. Mm-hmm. I mean, they needed to get some type of weapon to add on to you know the re- everything else that's been going on with the injury bugs flying everywhere. Uh, I like the trade, uh, the third round pick. I mean, throw them around, whatever. You know, I, I think at this point it doesn't. It could turn into something. It could not. Yeah. I think it's, it's a little early to tell of where the Eagles are going to end up drafting and all that sort of stuff. Um, the one, though, man, I want to talk about is the Packers and what they did today. What about a sell They off? send both. Yeah, a, it's weird because they're like a half a game behind the Bears. Well, what I would say, first and foremost, the one thing I would want to bring up, I, I thought that um, Ty Montgomery – Forget what even he what even happened with him on the weekend. Over the weekend, uh, he seemed like one of the odd men out there. I think they really like Aaron Jones, and Williams has been playing a lot on third down as well. So I didn't necessarily think that was a, a weird jettison. But Haha Clinton Dix is one of the what Pro Football Focus has him as their number two safety, um, rank, rated out. I was and I know he's on the last year of his deal, but I was blown away by that deal. Yeah, that's the one that really, that really gets really me. Shocked me. Yeah, oh, and for a fourth, um, man, he would. By the way, he would have looked. He would have. I think he would have fit and looked good in an Eagles jersey. But anyway, um, yeah, that one really blew me away, though. There. Yeah, I, I you know, it's kind of crazy because two trades. You almost want to think the Ty Montgomery trades and Aaron Rodgers like get out of here. He, you know, he said get hold on to the fucking ball, all that kind of stuff. I, yeah, it's, what do you think they're thinking? Is it, are they that worried about the end of the year? Are they that worried about Aaron Rodgers' knee that they're just like, well, you know what? I mean, well, first of all, the Packers are traditionally a team that wants to draft, not, not, not sign exactly. free agents. Uh, secondly, they're not ones that they don't normally re, but they're weird. They don't also, they also don't normally re-sign a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. They're a strange organization. Aaron, we've talked about this. Aaron Rodgers covers for a lot of Packer organizational mistakes and, yeah. and inconsistencies. Um, you know, when you think when you think about that team, their offensive line is actually better than most people realize. But no one knows anything about offensive linemen. Uh, you know, you know Devontae Adams, and he's a stud. Other than that, on offense, I mean, Jimmy Graham is not who he once was. Randall Cobb is not who he once was. A bunch of no-name guys. If you look defensively, yeah, you got Clay Matthews. 
other than that, you know, who else do they have that makes you go, whoa? Now, Aaron Rodgers' star burns so bright that he covers a lot of other players, you know, good play. But they're just, I mean, you look top to bottom. You take Aaron Rodgers off that, out of that organization, are they any better than, say, like the Colts? I don't, I don't think so. You know, you replace you replace Aaron Rodgers with, say, Andy Dalton. I think they're they're a bad team. So I, they make a lot of weird moves to me. And I just think I just think the move. I think just I just think those moves get covered by Aaron Rodgers and his abilities. That's yeah. the way I look at it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we saw it a little oh, bit with they, um. We saw it a little bit with when, when Aaron Rodgers was out against the Bears. Yeah. By the way, not only that, but he also and this is the hard part with with quarterbacks. He's got like over twenty percent of their their salary cap. Yeah. So that to me, so so when you have a, when you this what happens all these these teams with great quarterbacks they suck up all your he's got thirty three million coming on the cap hit that's a that's double Tom Brady by the way Um, maybe they see the writing on the wall with the Bears and the Vikings along with the Saints the Panthers the Rams maybe they don't they say look we're not sure we're a lock even with Aaron Rodgers to make the playoffs because of the quality of teams around us so yeah it's um. It was a weird one to me, but I really liked the Eagles move. Yeah. No, I like their move a lot. Let's talk about the Rams. Yeah. Dexter Fowler for a fifth rounder. It it was, I, I Dante Fowler, Dante Fowler. Dante Fowler, excuse me. It is a lot for a guy that hasn't really shown anything to, to me. Um, I know he's gotten hurt, had some off the field issues as well as some guys kind of appeared on theirs. By the way, they got a third round pick and a fifth round pick for him. Like, oh, is that what they got? They got a third and a fifth. Mm-hmm. Wow. Holy yep. shit. Okay. That makes a little more you, sense. A third round this year, a fifth round pick in 2020. Wow. I was way off. This oh is th- that's all right. This is this is a need though for the Rams. It's a little bit of a luxury. It's a need. This though to me shows look, they're going all in because they've traded everything. For their current roster, I mean, they're yeah. they're going to be nearly non-existent in the draft next year. Um, they're all in, and I they're basically they basically traded for the potential. He was the third overall pick in the draft in 2015, mm-hmm. um, and he's shown a little bit of being a pass rush specialist. So you put him with Donald Sue and uh, Michael Brockers, and all of a sudden, we've got a pretty good unit here. I don't think this is a punt at all for the Jaguars, though, because they are so deep on the defensive line. They're so deep that I don't think this – they drafted Taven Bryan in the first round this year. So they're fine, I think. Um, by the way, he could stand up a little bit in this offense, Fowler, a little bit of – be a little outside linebackery. Interesting. This, I like that. Well, Wade Phillips runs a little bit of it. He runs a little bit of the traditional four-three. He likes to mix in the three-four. He likes to move them around because they have because they can line up. You know, you know, Donald at defensive end and a three-four Brocker. So they might go to more of a three-four look with with Donald Sue Brockers and then Fowler standing up gives okay. them a little flexibility. So just be wary there of the different ways they can use them because right now the guys behind them simply weren't going to compete. They're all in though, and I think, by the way, their defense, Rams defense, has faltered slightly the last few weeks. So I think that's why they made a move of this magnitude. But that's a lot to give up. Um, you're really punting the future here a little bit if you're the Rams. I don't love it 
but I don't hate it. Um, they're paying for potential. No, I'd agree with that. And it's definitely a, uh, let's go in now while we have it kind of on that same point, you're getting into year, you're going, you're in year three and getting year four of, of Jared Goff. Try to yep. try to get one while you can. And right. Exactly. Yeah. I like the idea of that. I like the idea behind it. And by the way, you need pass rushers. They know that. Yeah. Exactly. So what happened with the Eagles when they had hockey lines last year? <laughs> comes in, comes in handy. Right. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Um, so is it, when's the official trade deadline? Tomorrow? No, it's over. It was today. It's over. It was today. That's yeah, what I thought. I, I yep. saw that there might, I don't know. I read something stupid. I was I waiting know. for something to come through late, but I hadn't yeah. seen anything. I haven't seen yeah. anything either. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but this week, probably week nine, we got interesting setup in terms of what we got on the board. Um, Kind of all building towards Sunday night football, I think. Uh, you have a couple interesting matchups in the afternoon, but uh, I mean, well, first of all, Falcons Redskins is that's a actually a good game. point. Mm-hmm. That is a pretty good game. Redskins are really, really doing well so far this year. Well, everyone, uh, the Falcons kind of thinks, kind of everyone kind of thinks that the Redskins are. You hear pundits; they don't really believe in the Redskins. Exactly. Kind of all start. Uh, a house of cards. The Falcons game is going to have the opportunity to show how really good they are. The Redskins are in this case. But by the way, Redskins have beaten the Panthers and the Packers and the Cowboys um, all at home. So we'll see what happens here. I just think that they're going to be tested by that. It's nice. They're getting hot Clinton Dixon because the Falcons offense is coming. Um, yep. Yeah. So anyway, I wanted to bring that up. Um, Falcons off a bye too. Yeah, that's another tough part there. Heck, some guys get a little healthier for them there, and they bring that offense in. Other big one o'clock game is always a good matchup: Steelers Ravens. Yep. Still no Le'Veon, but uh, and Big Ben by the way broke his index finger. Uh, this non-throwing. He's always hurt though. But I think he's going to be fine. Well, this game is huge because both teams really need this. Yeah, they need um, it for for the standings. Yeah, this is a huge game, and and Steelers coming in right in a little bit of a high. Um, and the Ravens have disappointed to an extent, but this is a huge game. Whenever this game is is at least competing now more so for the division, I don't think it locks anything in, but it's a huge matchup for both these teams. Um, but the Bengals are five and three as well, so they're they're still rocking and rolling. Although they they're going to have to play the Steelers again to end the year, and so we'll see what happens. But anyway, that's another big one o'clock game. But the, the games really begin the four o'clock games when we start to see some absolute collision course matchups, and the big one is in is in L.A. At, oh, at yeah. 425. Well, it's in it's in New Orleans. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say, I'm sorry. New, I, you know what? I looked at New Orleans and I saw LA because Louisiana and I just said LA. Go on. You're all good. <laughs> You're all good. Yeah, it is the Rams, though, traveling to the Saints. And it's gonna be it's gonna be a really good matchup. The Saints have been pretty good at home. They've not played a ton at the Superdome, but they've been very good. Their offense, when they put up points. They go off. Coming back quickly, circling back to the Redskins, they showed while we were watching the Giants-Redskins game after our birds won how good the Redskins defense does against good quarterbacks, Alvin Kamara being one. I am really intrigued to see how he does against this Rams defense because now they added some other guys up front. It'll be really interesting to see how L.A. comes into a noisy, noisy environment and if they can match what New Orleans is kind of thrown at them, because I think you could potentially see, you could obviously see the shootout, 
But if Alvin Kamara gets going and you start to ground and pound with him and then get him kind of flying out swing passes and blah, 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 you know, I think the Rams could get tripped up here. Oh, I agree. With, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, 100%. Um, now, mm-hmm. let me ask you this. Or actually, give me your thoughts on it. I'll ask you my question because it's more of a of a fun fact type of deal. Well, I mean, first of all, both these teams can win offensively in both ways. Um, we've seen Todd Gurley probably 1B if you think Mahomes is 1A in the MVP race. Uh, and, and on the other side of it, Drew Brees threw 125 yards last week and they won a football game. So the over-under is 60. And by the way, these teams could run the ball 70% of the time and still reach that over. That's how good these run games are. Um, I, To me, if you're the Saints, this is in the Superdome. You need to win this game. Like I think this is huge for the Saints. Um, because I, if you can't beat the Rams in the Superdome, when are you with possibly without Cooper Cup? When are you going to beat them? You know. So I think this is an absolute monster game for the Saints, and I and I like them a little bit at home just because I think it's hard to go undefeated. Yeah, absolutely, and that kind of leads right into my question. Do you think, because we've seen the last couple of years, the last team to lose their first game, get their first loss, has not won the Super Bowl? Do you think that the Rams can can buck that trend? You know, we hear about it all the time with you know, like the President's Trophy in hockey. Mm-hmm. We hear about it sometimes about the one seeds in college basketball, the NBA, sometimes with baseball, though that wasn't the case this year with the Red Sox. Do you think the Rams can reverse that curse? Do I think they're good enough to win the Super Bowl? Yes. Would I put money on them to win? No. Um, part of it has to do with a defense that I'm not sure is as great on all three levels as we thought, in particular with Akeem Tlaib's injuries. Marcus Peters hasn't been necessarily a, a elite star that I expected him to be, and that linebacking core worries me. And an offense that I know is multidimensional and has a great running back, I have to me, Jared Goff hasn't proven himself in a two-minute drill, if you will. So I don't think they buck the trend, no. I think they're good enough to win the Super Bowl, sure. I think there's some other teams. Right now, would you think the Rams would be favored over the Patriots in the Super Bowl? No, I don't think so. Right, and the Patriots, by the way, are looking better and better every week with an offense that's healthy and a young defense that's growing. Um, not young and old defense, it's growing, but you know, you, and, and you, you talk about teams like the Steelers, you talk about teams like the Chiefs. Now, I don't think the Chiefs' defense is all there, but there's some other teams here that I think can trip the Rams up. There's some really good football teams. Um, parody is definitely not dead in the NFL. I mean, the Packers definitely not. The, the Packers should have beaten the Rams in, in LA. Also, the other thing is, and this is a shame to say, the Rams getting the number one seed. They don't have home games. Like, it, it, like that's the other thing you got to think about. They don't have a home field advantage that other no. teams have because they don't have a strong fan base. They have an old. They're playing in the Coliseum. It's an old stadium. That's a huge factor too. Um, it was basically Green Bay over the weekend. Like I listened to them. You could hear them. You could just hear them. So it, that's interesting to me. Um, but no, I don't think they buck the trend. I think they lose this weekend, and I don't think they win the Super Bowl. So it's tough for me to say that because I know how talented they are, and I might eat my words later, but it's where I am with it. 
Yeah. No, no, I agree. It's, I don't think they have, the, I don't think that they will. I think I'd rather I think the Patriots, I think of upstart th- teams. I think the chiefs have a better shot of it. Um, yeah. There's a lot to think about there, especially with how better a lot of teams in the NFC are looking in the past right. couple of weeks, the Panthers being one, um, the saints are still looking pretty solid. I don't know. I mean, the Redskins, if they get, if they really get the ball rolling and end up pulling this thing out and we're really going to do it with them, you know, who knows? Um, I mean, I'd love to think the bears, but who knows? Uh, they're playing the bills this week who, because Derek Anderson is hurt, they'll be starting Nathan Peterman, Matt. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I gotta, I gotta pick up. Yes. Yeah, too bad. I don't think I can, um, Really pick up that defense, pick up that Bears defense. You got to start them in fantasy. Khalil yeah, Mack. That's a uh, that's a definite drafting starter. Poor Nathan Peterman. Like poor yeah. he gets he gets finally put back in the lineup, and the first team he's got to play is the Bears and Khalil Mack. Assuming yeah. Mack's back, he missed last week, but yeah, I know I'm with you there. Um, yeah. The other really big game, and it was probably we thought probably be a little bit more important, but it's going to be really fun to watch the two of them go at it. Is is the Packers and the Patriots? Rodgers versus Brady. It's a great matchup. Possibly the greatest commercial ever last week. Did you see it? No. Which one are we talking about? The Michael Jordan, let's settle it on the field. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I like that incredible. one. If you haven't seen this, Michael Jordan talks about, oh, there's a lot of talk about who's the GOAT, you know, this, that, the other thing. They wear the same number. And then they finally start showing highlights, and it's Brady and, and Aaron Rodgers. And he goes, yeah, I uh, want to see it. You know, let's settle it on the field. I'll yeah. watch that. It's incredible. Mm. And by the way, because of Sony Michelle's injuries, injury, this looks to be more and more like an, a, a game where there's going to be a ton of passing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I made the mistake of picking up and starting Kenyon Barner, thinking like, oh, yeah, like he'll split time with James White. It'll be great. Nope. Didn't work out. Yeah. So you might want to fade me on my uh, my fantasy picks, America, and, <laughs> and greater world. I think we get some listeners randomly in other countries. Hello. Great weekend. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think it's a big passing game. <laughs> Over under set at 57 of this game. Um yeah, I I think though Green Bay's defense is something we haven't seen a ton of throughout this season. Especially once you trade away Haha Clinton Dix. I think that really opens up the field for Edelman, for Josh Gordon, for Gronk, who mm-hmm. I mean, think about this. What the what other teams have been able to do to Gronk is rough him up and not let him go over the field. Who's stopping Gronk from going over the field on the Packers' defense? <laughs> I don't know because they're going to need Clay Matthews to be there to uh, to do some other damage. So I'm exactly. with you. That's going to be tough. Going yeah. go on Tom Brady, they're not going to have him like bumping Gronk and making him af- like they're not going to make the New England defense af- or the New England offense afraid to send Gronk over the middle. I just like. Right. New England's six-point favorite, and I think that's a little low. I think that's out of respect to Aaron. I think that's respect to Aaron Rodgers, really. Yeah, it's respect to Aaron Rodgers. That's true. At Gillette, yeah, all right. No, no, it's it's true. It's respect to him. But I mean, I mean, now we're gonna, and I know we're gonna look. We're gonna we're gonna wait. The lines are gonna shift. Players get injured. Um, we'll get picks out a little later this week. We yes. just wanted to make sure we put it a little earlier in the week for the pod, but we wanted to make sure with the college football rankings came out, we talked about it. Um, yeah, it's gonna be like a big said, time. Like we said league. earlier, hot off the presses, we wanted to get it. Yeah. All set to go. Yep, absolutely. Um, looking forward to it, my friend. I am as well. Matt and I, if you couldn't tell from him saying 
that we will not be watching the college football. It's because we will be on the golf course all day. Thunder Cup 2. Make sure you follow along on Instagram. This year, my phone will actually be able to record audio. Last year, we went live. And while I believe it was Ryan White and I were commentating while you were teeing off, Matt, no <laughs> one could hear us. Oh, that's uh, not so good. That, uh, we now have the ability to for you to hear us. So make sure you follow along live. Maybe we'll get some out of Matty D's phone, maybe some out of Greg's phone, since he now has the credentials. Shout out to Greg and his awesome job at the World Series. He and I are talking about doing a baseball recap of the year, kind of year-end wrap-up. As we head into the offseason, I'm going to try to blog a couple things, especially, as you mentioned, with the Phillies being the favorites for one Manfred Muchado and Bryson <laughs> I don't know his middle name, Harper. I almost said Bryson D. Harper, uh, but that's Bryson DeChambeau, I was about to say. But, Matt, thank you as always. It was a ton of fun. No, great time. I love I love big weekends. I love the rankings. It's fun to talk about, but obviously we're going to learn all about it on the field. So, you know what? At the end of the day, doesn't matter where you ended up. You just got to win. Exactly. All right, that's going to do it for us. Follow us on Twitter, ThunderBLG, Matt Stefano 21 for him, Jordo 9 for me. For the Fun V Tailgate and my man, Matty D, I am Jordy Cannell, the G-Man. Have a good weekend, everybody, and go Birds!